0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host Mitch Smedley and with me as always is David Hilton. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. Been here for an hour and
1: 15 minutes just now getting started.
0: Yep. Dave's like, Dave's got some fire <laughs> in his britches today. He's no, on a rampage. I'm not
1: on a rampage. Mitch and I don't really argue. We just kind of like debate things back and forth.
0: Some days Dave walks in here and he's a little more dis- <laughs> disagreeable than other days.
1: <laughs> D- Dave will be like, like, "You you think you've run a marathon and you look up and you've gone ten feet and you're just like, holy fuck, I'm out of gas. It's been ten minutes. I'm, <laughs> what has happened? I just I'm exhausted. I wear you <laughs> down. Ah, you do wear me down. Wear you down. Oh my god. Hey, you know what happened to me this week? All
0: your funds got frozen. A bank collapse. No. Oh,
1: I'm smart. I keep my money in a small bank. There you go. Like they have three branches. Yep. I I I'm kind of." A conspiracy paranoid nut? I mean, no, not really, not really, just a little bit.
0: You mean the guy that lives out in the country all by himself with too many guns? Is a conspiracy nut? I don't I have. have no,
1: I have one gun. Oh,
0: that's that boating accident thing.
1: Yeah, they all said I, I forgot one about that. Gun. I had an interesting thing happen to me the other day. So, no, I got the Camaro right. Right. Haven't really had any trouble. Just like you know, piddly parts here and there. I am driving down the road the other day. I tell Janine. So I am looking. I am looking under the hood. One of the spark plug wires is like half off. I'm like, man, what the fuck? I plug it back in. I'm thinking, I wonder how long it's been like that. I tell now her now it
0: starts running like shit.
1: No, I, I tell <laughs> her. I said I'm gonna run. I'm gonna go around the block. I said I'll be literally. I'll be right back. I make it like a quarter mile. I hit a bump, like a pretty good bump in the road, and I hear this pop. I'm like, what the fuck? I coast about 100 yards and the car stops. I'm like, man. This takes me back to riding with Mitch in his old Mustang. Yeah. Just, no, I'm just kidding.
0: Constant problems. So
1: I'm looking. So I'm stopped. I look. I see smoke rolling out of the hood. I'm like, what the g- man? Shit! So I get out. Well, there's a wire connected to the battery that runs the auxiliaries, and is just. I mean, it's it's like completely melted. Like I can see the copper. Right. You know. Oh man. So nothing's st- the the wires broken half. Nothing fires up. I call Joey. He tows me home. I get home. I'm looking in there. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm fi- you know, tracing the wire. I can't figure it out. So I replaced the little wire. It wasn't very long. Went to an auxiliary lug. It's 12 inches. Fire the car up. It's fine. I pull it out in the driveway. I'm just like, I'll just let it run. Hood's up. Wire starts smoking again. Well, now I see smoke all the way across the front end. And I see it up under the other well, and I'm like, what the? Well, the whole wire in the wiring harness and everything is, like, melting and on fire. Right. Oh, shit. So I go in there, and I shut the car off. Man, what is happening? I dig in there. I'm pulling out wires, pulling out wires, pulling out wires, pulling out wires. I pull out a wire that's stuffed under the wheel well. And this is a 10-gauge that's under the wheel well in between the wheel well and the fender. And I pull it out, and it's like a circle lug with a rubber cap on it, like an insulation cap. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think that wire went to? I know what it went to. What do you think it went to? In the wheel well? In the wheel well. Stuffed up in there. Like intentionally someone put that thing up in there. What do you think it went to? So the wire comes off the battery on the left side, goes up front the cross member, through the other side, and is tucked up under the wheel well. I don't know. Windshield wipers maybe? No. I knew what it was instantly. Because it's a 10-gauge wire. Whoever changed out the motor, the alternator was on that side the driver's side and not the passenger side. Well, so when they swapped the motors out, they just literally took that bare wire, shoved it up in the... When I hit that bump, it grounded to the frame. <laughs> and so now it's just literally trying to catch the car on fire.
0: Sweet. You well, almost yeah. burned down your brand new... Yeah. It was new a to you, classic car. It
1: was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, it's, it was a shit show. No,
0: that's almost as bad as me with my truck falling off the jack this weekend. Yeah. Or last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Dude, I was... I mean, I was... Like, Mitch knows me from back in the day. I mean, my temper's pretty calm now. I was as, <laughs> I was as fucking mad as I've been in a you, long time, dude. Your, like, your temper is more the... calm
0: than it used to be. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go pretty calm.
1: When was the last time I picked something up and threw it across the room? Well, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> you
0: but don't you, know. <laughs> you still get irritated at a lot of shit. Yeah, I do. People
1: <laughs> piss me off. Oh, fuck. They piss me off. So what, what do you mean the jack stand?
0: So, I'm, I'm, is this
1: what you were telling me about earlier?
0: Yeah. So, I got a new truck for the fleet, and I wanted to put bigger wheels and tires on it. And so, I jacked it up. I'm gonna put like a two inch leveling kit on the front, and uh, it. I was jacking it up, and the block rolled out from the jack. <laughs> and been there. <laughs> yeah. So, thankfully, I wasn't underneath it. Like, I jacked it up, and I'm like, "All right, that'll work." And I turn around and go grab my jack stands and yep, as I'm walking first yeah as I'm walking <laughs> this is why you never get under a truck that's not yeah. on jack stands as I'm walking back to the truck it's like kaboom and falls yeah, down and dude like thankfully I hadn't taken the wheels and tires off yet or anything <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> the shit worst. yeah the front left's off it falls off yeah now you're like how do I even get a jack under it it's how sitting do on the frame I <laughs>
1: replace this brand new how do I explain this when I go to the dealership I don't know what happened I'm I don't know what happened the road it started vibrating up yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what happened yeah Fucking rotor bent all the
0: shit. Get all done, and somehow I magically threw away one of the nuts that holds on the strut. So I had to go to the dealership today and buy a brand new nut for a brand new truck. They were like, look, so, did
1: they just look at you with like a no, blank disgust. They on look their at face? you like,
0: been there. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> That'll be $3.47. <laughs> they
1: got a skew on it. Like, yeah. you're not the first dipshit to lose this yep. nut. They, they holler um, back, need another strut nut. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so, not good. And that's. <laughs>
0: That's bad. Yeah.
1: So, oh, a lot of car fun
0: this yep. weekend. Fuck. Always, always, always.
1: Ah! Drives me crazy.
0: We got three topics. Last time I think we only had two topics. This time we have three. I don't.
1: I can't remember even what day it is. Maybe. Topic
0: one is about the banks being on the rocks and oh, how yeah. to handle that.
1: Yeah. Topic two. Dipshits on the west coast.
0: Uh, we we were we were going for either. How elusive success can be, or Austin was saying we should call it success paradox. Austin's making fun of me with all of my weird topic names when he says that.
1: Yeah, that's why he doesn't get a vote.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, topic number three is just do it, but not Nike. Like, just... This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of 1 or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. Get it fucking done. So that's... you completely missed it, didn't you? What? Just do it. Just do it. But not Nike. But not Nike.
1: It's not a triple X show, huh? It's not. A, it's not a porn podcast.
0: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs>
1: just right over his head. Like yeah. Just
0: way wow, over. Yeah.
1: All I'm right. So introducing
0: my own sound effects. Silicon Valley Bank. Idiots. Crushed.
1: Idiots. Did you see that? Only so all their board members only one of them had ever had any banking experience. Sweet. Only one. And she was on a the board of another bank that had failed.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So your most experienced board member yeah. has... Has, has, a,
1: has a history of failure. Yeah. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? Yeah. I mean, I mean just... I don't get it. And then they <laughs> look back. I mean, if you read anything about it, they were just like, Look, the signs were all there. Mm-hmm. You cannot invest in bonds so far that you have to sell those bonds at a loss to make up cash to pay people that have two million dollars in your bank. Yeah, it's like it's it's like banking one hundred and one. Well, and part and of I'm, it, and I'm
0: a complete idiot. Well, and part of it I too mean, is the they, they didn't have enough cash on hand, right? Yeah, but but also the rate hikes, right? So well, they, that's
1: what made the bonds right. Yeah.
0: Right. But you get you get a ton of people that borrowed money at two percent. Yeah. And now the bank's having to run at six percent. Yeah. Like, damn.
1: Yeah. Everyone's so. like, Oh, they'll just hike they'll just hike the rate and it'll be fine and it'll stop inflation and it don't worry about it and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh. Yep. They had to uh bail out I love the we're not bailing out the banks. What do you mean you're not bailing out the banks? Every account is F D I C insured, I think it's two fifty now. Two fifty. And you're writing checks for two million. Yeah. So how is that not a bailout? Yeah. How are you not bailing those people out?
0: I'll, I'll take a not bailout, please. And then they're gonna say, <laughs>
1: yeah. And then they're gonna say, well, we had to write them a check for, I don't know what the number is, a billion dollars. That won't hurt inflation. You printed a billion dollars and just gave it out. Right. And what? Yeah. Like it, it's guys, kind of, I don't understand why people just don't have any common sense. So they're just idiots.
0: What's it idiots. mean for the everyday man?
1: Depends. What did it, what happened to you, Mitch?
0: Well we that's that's what we're talking about, right? So I mean first I, of all, we'll talk for Austin, right? So Austin lives in an apartment complex. Oh yeah. And he uh, I forget
1: about Austin. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. I forget about me too.
0: Austin lives in an apartment complex and that is the banking institution that their merchant services went through. So when Austin would pay his his rent online, it was running through that bank. And so now Austin can't pay his rent online. He has to go get checks. Because Austin doesn't have any checks right now. We're not going to talk about
1: the ridiculous <laughs> that is Austin yeah. not owning a checkbook. Yeah. We're so gonna, Austin's got to go get go right checks. Past that and not pretend that didn't happen.
0: And take them to the office because that's how that bank collapse affected Austin. Is he can't pay his rent digitally at the moment.
1: So stupid. Yeah. Right.
0: Now, yeah. I'm, I'm willing... to am for a
1: response, Austin. He's
2: just looking well, at
0: me
1: like, what do you want me to say?
2: I'm, I'm pinned here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now, I'm willing to bet that that uh, apartment complex gets their shit in gear pretty quick because, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's one thing to do automatic transfers and, and rent all of that stuff digitally. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass to collect checks. Oh, yeah. So that apartment complex is going to realize really quickly how expensive it is and they're going to get that shit fixed fast.
2: Well, they sent an email... And then I called like 10 minutes after. I'm like, so what's going on? They're like, well, we don't know. And like, (laughs) we're just trying to figure it out. And then like the next day, like every door had like a a flyer on it. Like, so they realized that, oh, just an email is not going to like.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. Because no one's looking. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm the worst about it. Like, I hate email. Email on my phone is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. If I look at it it, every time it goes off. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at my phone all day. And people just think that everyone... is just at an office building or in front of a computer just waiting for their email box to go off. Yeah. Like, they don't realize that Mitch is driving around in a truck all day.
0: Yeah, I've got dedicated times in the day where I take care of emails.
1: I don't I, I don't even care. I don't care. If you need me that bad, I'm old school. Call me.
0: Yeah. It does you know? make
2: me a little happy, though, because it's going to be really nice on the first to just watch them be, like, trying to get everyone's payment in, everyone who's not seen the email or hasn't been home.
1: You He's should, like, oh. you should intentionally write like the wrong amount on the check, <laughs> dude. We we deal like, with that just by like fifty cents, yeah. And then just watch them panic. Yeah. Just why they they won't even know what to do. What do
0: we do? We do we experience that all the time because being a small business, people feel like they're helping you if they pay by check, and um, they really feel like they're helping you if they pay by cash. And I'm actually half tempted to have a surcharge for cash because, like, a check sometimes I can mobile deposit. A credit card automatically hits the bank. If you pay me in cash, I have to drive that shit to the bank. And it's it costs me more to drive to the bank and back than it does to Stop. just take your Stop. credit card payment. Stop.
1: Are you telling... So do you charge an extra percentage for the credit card? Nope. You nope. just eat that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just built into our pricing.
1: You just eat that 1.5%? Yeah. Or 2. And two. A, what is it? 2 We two pay percent?
0: 2 Most. Most... Yeah, we pay anywhere from one point eight to two point one.
1: So on a twenty thousand dollars sewer replacement, you want to pay that two percent instead of taking a check.
0: Well, and you, you if do if know we're that, doing big stuff like that all the time, I'd rather have the check. That's you, a little bit different.
1: Well, you do know you don't have to take the check to the bank anymore, right? It's twenty twenty two.
0: Uh, you can mobile deposit, but. Every, every bank has their limits on number of checks you can mobile deposit and overall amounts you can mobile deposit over yeah. a rolling seven-day period.
1: Do you know that you can get one of those little bank machines for your office and run checks?
0: Do you know how expensive those are? Yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're not, but yeah. they are cool as shit. <laughs> or <laughs> but no, they'll they give you not...
0: one for free if you sign up for really expensive monthly fees mm. with, oh, with your bank banking. Will? Yeah. Will they? If you... I thought you just had to buy your own. If you do really expensive monthly banking fees, they will. Of course so, they will. Yeah, right. So we are mm-hmm. sticking with the free business checking, and with free business checking, you are capped on mobile deposits, uh, number of mobile deposits, or maximum amount over a seven-day rolling period, and um, and no little check reader swiper thing.
1: I always so. charge extra for a credit card. Like, So for me, I'm out and about, so to stop by the bank once every three days, yeah, takes me would take me ten seconds. Yeah. So if someone wanted to pay with a credit card, I charged them. I was like, look, I have to pay two and a half. You're paying that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just money yeah. out the door for us. It's like for us, it's built into our pricing. We assume everybody's going to pay by card, so you just up your pricing by two percent, and then you're actually winning when the people do pay. Like. We're talking small pieces, but you're actually winning when people pay by check or cash. Okay, guys. So So, if you're
1: listening and you don't charge extra for a credit card, do that. Yeah. Do what Mitch just said. Yeah. Just build all your prices up 2% right now. Boom. Yep. Everything.
0: And then you don't have to have all those fees or anything. Like literally, literally our line that we say whenever they ask is we tell them flat out, you know, we don't care which way you pay. So if you get miles and points, get your miles and points. You're not hurting us at all by paying for a credit card. So uh, it makes the payment thing really flawless, really easy. So yeah, and and plus too, with like we deal with this every freaking week. Uh, literally, just yesterday, somebody wrote us a check for fifty nine dollars, but on the the word line, they wrote fifty dollars, <laughs> and the bank won't take it either which way.
1: See, that's what I do.
0: <laughs> and so uh, we have to now call them and get them to pay over the phone with a credit card yeah, or, or whatever, way. right? Um, we did just wrap up a sixteen thousand dollars job, and the guy was pretty adamant uh, that he wanted to pay by check. And, and he's he's not. He, the work we were doing was on a summer house at the lake, oh. and so he's in Florida right now. And he's like, I could pay over the phone, but uh, my bank has a ten thousand dollars daily limit. So I, it would take two trains, I'd have to pay you some today, and then I would have to pay you some tomorrow, uh, or I could just put a check in the mail. And my wife's like, Yeah, just put a check in the mail. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, it's. I mean, checks are like driving to the bank is is a cost, and it, it and it's not that it's not the miles on the car or the anything else. It's the time. It's the round trip time to get to the bank and back. So,
1: well, you don't make a dedicated trip.
0: Right. No, we go once a week. Yeah. You just go so, when
1: you're gonna go. Yeah. Right. When you're out and about. I've seen so, your wife leave twice since we've been here today. I know she's yeah, driving
0: around. Yeah. Heard her leave twice. Yeah. Kids on <laughs> spring break. They're yeah. they're going everywhere she's, and. The kids just came back last night. They've been at the farm uh, through the first half of the week, so they just came back last night. So they're all like, want to see their friends and go around and yeah. run around and do all their shit. So do
1: their crazy crap. Yep.
0: And throw basketballs so in the backyard. The uh, the the bank. The collapse of that bank hit me a little bit too. Um, we recently purchased another vehicle for our fleet, and I have a great relationship with a bank that's only like a mile from here. Um, and those, that bank gave me five vehicle loans before we were in business for two years. And that's really rare for a business to get credit at all inside of two years. And for me to get five vehicle loans inside of two years was pretty wild. And um, I had called him a couple of months ago and said, hey, as we're growing uh, and I want to do a sixth vehicle um, – you know what's that look like with you guys? And she said, "Let me make a call." And she comes calls, calls me back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're good. You're plenty fine." And so, um, here we go to make this sixth vehicle, and I make sure that the dealership works with that bank. And so I talk to the dealership, and they're like, "Yeah, we work with that bank." So we're there in the finance office, and I keep in mind I've already been told like, "Yeah, we're good. No big deal." So I just walk like I just walk into the finance office like, "Yeah, you're just going to call this bank, and they're going to get it all taken care of." And they go, "Okay." So then they come back to me, and they're like. Uh, your bank said they can't do another loan. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's wild and I haven't had time to call my bank yet, so I can't speak for this as like truth. But I have a feeling that the like the only thing that's happened between now and then is the collapse of that other bank. And so I have a feeling that this bank some like new orders came down the pipeline yeah, of there's a reshuffle, where, yeah, where sure. their limits are, you know, total loans versus revenue or, you know, whatever it is that they look at on businesses, it definitely ain't a credit score thing. I can promise you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah credit the, sc-
1: people don't realize credit score does not equal buying power.
0: Yeah, yeah, credit score is not buying power.
1: Yeah, right. Austin may have a credit score of 850, but he can't go out and buy a million-dollar home.
0: Yeah. You know, so it's just,
1: it's not going to happen, the,
0: you know? The people at the dealership came back to I me. I can't
1: either, Austin, for, for the record. <laughs> I can't either.
0: They, you know, and they were they were being accommodating because I was trying to get all of our business vehicle loans in the same bank. It just makes it easier to pay them. And yeah. you can look at them in one spot and all that. And so they were like, hey, we're really sorry about that. But what we can tell you is with your credit, like, we're just going to go to our another another bank and you're going to be fine. And I'm like, well, I know I'll be fine. I just yeah. wanted to be like, yeah. I, I was just trying to line it up with that bank. So. The problem
1: is you went in there swinging D, and you're like, yeah, just they said it's good. Yeah. And then the guy comes out, and he's like, hey, uh, guess yeah. what? Just stepped on your nuts. Yeah. You ain't getting shit. It ain't good. <laughs> ain't happening, dog. So, yeah. Ugh.
0: Yep. oh
1: Well, and, you know, these... What's really come to light, and it, it frustrates me that in all these situations, it's like one really bad thing has to happen for everybody to kind of... um have gravitas about the situation right. and realize there's weight like there was another bank that collapsed and literally everyone that worked there said well the management team like they would spend money creating short hilarious videos and were entertaining us and trying to get people to come in the bank it's like what happened to the feeling of man you got to go into the bank and you got to be serious and you got it. like, those guys know what's going on. Like, all that's out the window for some reason yeah. this day and age. And there's no there's no accountability for anything. And these people are just, well, we're just going to do whatever we want. Just going to have fun. And then, you know, when the economy tanks a little bit, oh, shit. It, it, it's like, what, what happened to having to watch your P's and Q's all the time right. and be on top of stuff? You know, we talk about personal responsibility all the time. That's what happened to those banks.
0: So remember... I mean, it's it's fucking stupid. Remember when the racial tensions were super high years ago and there was all those riots and like, com- I think we were coming up to the election or whatever. and Are they you were talking like,
1: about like this year, in the last four years, you talking about you, 93?
0: No, no, no. Like in the last four years, okay. in, in the last like two years. Um, and there were all the riots where they're like literally torching cities. Yeah. Right. And,
1: and then people were just letting them, oh, they'll be, we're not arresting those people. Just let them burn. In their well, head.
0: what was the thing you heard over and over? They have, they have insurance. They have insurance. So it was like, there was this overwhelming feeling of like, I don't have to have personal responsibility yeah. and it's okay for me to, to do whatever I want to do because they have insurance. Right. Yeah. And in some of that gets trans, that feeling gets transferred into the banks. They have insurance. Yeah. So well, that feeling we can to, push the boundaries, right?
1: I, yeah, what you're saying is that feeling just goes to everything.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, when it starts at the top and it works its way down, everyone just kind of feels like they can be free. Yeah. You know, Willie, I can do whatever I want, and it, it, it'll all be okay. Right.
2: Well, insurance isn't going to cover people who are, who are like, it doesn't cover investors who now don't want to invest in your business is because it's going to yeah. be getting burned well, down. Well, and
1: insurance is a horse show, shit show anyway. I mean... <laughs> Say it is true and everyone's covered. Well, guess what just happened? Everyone's insurance rate just went up, Well, including yours that you said, oh, it's fine, they have insurance. Now you're paying more.
0: What's funny is when you turn it around back on them, they don't take that stance. No. Right? Yeah. So, like, I can come burn your house down and just, oh, well, you have insurance. Yeah. Like, no. No, the cops are taking me to jail. It's a totally different scenario when it happens to you.
2: Yeah. And it's still wrong to set things on fire, too. (laughs) Right.
0: Is it?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's,
2: it's insurance, we'll cover common. it Like, you do that when you go up and just to someone Just to shoot him in the leg He's on
1: medical insurance, It'll be yeah, he'll be fine Yeah, he'll be fine He's not gonna die
0: Yeah It
1: was just, it was a lot of fun
0: Yeah What are you doing? Ironically, for the first time in two and a half years We used a little bit of our business insurance this last week uh, had to replace a couple of windshields. So we fought and the windshields on our transit vans are 900 bucks a piece to replace. So How did
1: you break two windshields?
0: Oh, they break a lot because they're fucking huge. So they're like... What
1: um, happened? Like a rock?
0: Yeah, a tiny little rock chip. And if you if you get a rock chip in the winter, you have about seven hours to get it before it's spidered all the way across the I've never glass. fixed a rock chip ever. I just, I just let, it, I, let it go. I'm just I've like, nev- yeah, hell with it. I've <laughs> never it fixed go. one. Um, I take that back. Danielle's... Danielle's fusion got hit by, and this wasn't a rock. This was like a boulder. I thought she was going to die. Um, I mean, we're talking like a tennis ball size rock.
1: What well, won't hit penetrate. her windshield? It won't penetrate.
0: Yeah, it didn't. No. But it definitely that fucked bolt. the windshield.
1: Oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> I mean, that
2: windshield's dead. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, just like crack all along my windshield, and I've just let it be. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, so we had a couple of windshields that were cracked and needed to get them fixed, and, um, yeah, so we filed that under our comprehensive uh on our insurance and we paid five hundred dollars per windshield instead of nine hundred, so Yowza. You ever yep. hit a
1: bird? He wouldn't let that way? go as five hundred dollars for both windshields.
0: They wouldn't no, do I mean that? it's two individual vehicles, so it's two individual claims. See what I mean when
1: I just said insurance is a scam? Oh, It's yeah? horse shit. Yep. It's fucking horse shit. Yeah. And you gotta have it. Yeah. I mean, we self insure. You right. get ten mil laying around? Right.
0: No. So yeah, that's the, that's the tough part about it. So,
1: all right, what else you want to talk about? Next
0: topic, we're going to talk about the, I don't want to say it's the illusion of success. People have this wrong idea of what success is. Um, People think success is like a place you want to get to a place that once you get there, you'll be happy. That that yeah. like all things will be okay once I get here. And it's it's different for everybody. Um success for one person might be making fifty grand a year. Success for another person might be making a hundred grand a year. Um, success for another person might be their business doing a million dollars a year in sales. Um maybe it's, you know, buying a new car. Like that's success to me, or you know, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. And the problem is you get there and then you realize there's a whole lot more mountains to climb. Like you, you you get to the top of that mountain and you look around and you're like, wow, there's a whole lot of other mountains to climb. And the new kind of wears off of where you're at. And you realize that this was just like a stepping stone towards something else. And so then you just kick that can farther down the road and now it's okay. Okay, I thought success was 50 grand a year, success is 75 grand a year that's where success is yeah so now you now you hit 75 same thing happens again and so you play that same mind game again and now you're like ah that's it a hundred yeah. then I'll be happy yeah and so you're constantly <laughs> chasing this it's not even really a destination you're, you're you're chasing the next
1: you're chasing the illusion of success or yeah. the illusion of happiness or the illusion of when I get here, then I've made it. Yeah. I've made it. I'm. I'm at the top. I'm. Yeah. First off, for everyone out there, there is no top. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna make as much as Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Right. I mean, I might try, but that's not. I'm. We're not gonna get there. Right. Okay. There's always another level. There are always people above you. There are always people below you. Yep. Okay. And then we're shuffling between all of us in the middle of class, like who's what, who's when you know, to get the, I feel like to get the feeling of actual success and not business success, but like personal success is, you know, like people will have their starter home and then they'll work real hard and they'll, you know, husband and wife will get promotions and they'll be making more money. They're like, Oh, we got that. Our next home. Yes. This is our forever home. This is, this is where it's at. And then they get there. And then instead of, you know, continually growing their income and staying in that home, which, if they did that, you know that would really mean success. They're they're in their home and they have enough money to go out to eat and save for retirement and pay that home off early and maybe get a lake house when they retire. Well, they don't do that. They make more money and then what do they do?
0: We're gonna get a gonna bigger get home our
1: next. Our, our next bigger home, mm-hmm. or they're gonna get a Ferrari or a Ford Lightning, or they're gonna get whatever, <laughs> and they're gonna think, oh, uh, now I've now I've got. Well, no, now you're in the same spot you were in the little home. Right. You only have $100 a month extra, like, when you started out because you kept moving up Right. instead of trying to maintain the level that you're at. Look, people do it all the time. Yeah. Like, like just an example of me, like, I used to play a shitty-ass little guitar on a $50 amp, right? Well, what did I do? I got the next amp up. You got
0: some Marshall stacks, and
1: then I got the next, you know, amp up, and then I got oh this guitar, and then oh I bought this vintage guitar, and I, you know, but I would have been just fine staying at that lower level. There was no great difference when you're playing a live show. They're right. micing it all and adding whatever you want. I mean, right. you know, it's not as long as you can play it and it sounds good. Who cares? Right. But you just feel like you constantly have to be moving up and i think it creates a false sense of success or well, a false sense of security probably so, really is a better word
0: yeah so here's the thing success is easily defined as as a per, for a person success is easily defined as a person who is in constant pursuit of becoming better every day that is success and you can define that many ways better financially, better in their relationships, better in their position in their company, better um, better prepared, like any way. Yeah. A person who is in constant pursuit of becoming better every day, that is success. Compare that person to the person who's given up and they're no longer pursuing to get better. They're not successful. Yeah. Right? Um, compare that to the person who is living way beyond their means they're not successful right even though they're, they it they looks may like say they are. It, it may look like they are right yeah. um so i i on that topic i saw something the other day that said um showing off your money doesn't show me how much money you have it just shows me how much money you spend
1: Oh, that's good. I like that.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, um, And
1: Mitch knows I like that because I will walk around in sweatshirts that are 15 years old with yep. holes all over them. And we'll go out to nice restaurants and eat, not with Mitch, but like me and my wife. Oh. I, I don't care at all. It, it bothers me none. I don't, I'm not flashy. I drive a truck that's 10 years old that's, I mean, right. when you open the front door, it sounds like it's about to fall off. Error. I don't care. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter to me. I love yeah. that. That's great. I yeah, it's hear, a good one.
2: I did hear someone make the comment like the, quite a while back about like it used to be like the successful people you'd always see them in like suits and stuff, but now like when you go into a place like usually the most like dressed down guy like hoodie sweatpants is like the richest guy in the restaurant. <laughs> I haven't yeah,
0: heard that, but they, wait, there's probably something too. To, like if you if you guys ever attend one of the apex events with me, mm-hmm. you'll get a whole different idea, like a whole different uh, level of respect for like what. Success looks like they're in one suit in the whole fucking place. Yeah, so a lot of Jordans. Like I feel like I need to up my shoe game whenever I go to these events. First
1: off, Jordans are the biggest waste of money in the history of mankind. No, they're, they're these, their tennis shoes. Who cares? Yeah, these they're tennis shoes. These
0: people are like on the ones that are like yeah. they got yeah. plastic tags on them and they're yeah. like valued and shit. Like stop. Like holy cow. Mm. That's, Why are you wearing here, here I am in my ASICs? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm wearing so, ASICs right now. It's almost like <laughs> yeah. it's
2: almost like percentage of bo- like your body, like your your torso, and eh, your like your legs, and eh, but your shoes it's gonna have like eighty percent of like yeah, the yeah. revenue on your
0: body. Well, okay. and their wrists got about ten G's <clears throat> hanging on the wrists too. Throw, uh, throw a Rolex on there or whatever else so. No,
1: why so I can break it I'm out
0: yeah <laughs> I'm
1: a, lot, I'm a lot a lot of these people have smash. found a
0: way to make money buying these watches they're oh, they're yeah. buying them and trading them and selling them and they're doing it through a separate LLC so it's actually like tax free for them to own these watches yeah it's like inventory it's not right?
1: tax free they're paying capital gains on the profit that they make but it's yeah it's lower than income tax yeah but so yeah.
0: instead of instead of having to plunk down 10 grand on a watch, yeah. They're making a ten thousand dollar investment into a business. Yeah, and and so yeah, um, <laughs> but but yeah, ultimately success is, yeah, the the short version of this, and it sounds freaking cliche, um, and so I try to stay away from it because when you use cliche terms, people quickly ignore you. But they'll talk about success is in a destination; it's the journey. Well, okay, but that doesn't give you near enough context. No, right? Um, success is the constant pursuit to get better, right? Success is not giving up. It's literally that simple. Can Don't be. give up. Um, you take you take, you take know two different people. One is doing everything they can to better their situation. They may not be in a good situation, but they're at least doing what they can to better their situation. You take somebody that their next-door neighbor may be sucking off the government for food stamps and not doing anything to change their situation. Well, right there, even the one that's not in a good situation is is tenfold more successful than the one who's just sucking off the government and and letting things fall where they may. Yeah. So, and that's not a knock on people that are on government assistance or anything else. The the, the government assist the idea of government assistance assistance is it's temporary. You know, unless you're on disability or something like that. That's yeah. a little bit different. But um, yeah, if you're
1: able-bodied it, and you're on government assistance.
0: It, Stop. It, I mean, it could happen. It could happen to anybody. Stop. Right? Some Somebody, um, it would be very difficult for it to happen to, like, David or I, but it could. But we're able-bodied. We're, we're able-bodied, and we've put measures in place to protect us in th- in case things like yeah. that happen, right? But, like, let's say you're you're that guy in your young 20s, and you're getting started on life, but in your young 20s, you don't have a bunch of savings yet. You don't have a bunch of life insurance yet. You don't have all that stuff. Well, if some catastrophic life event happens at the wrong time and caught you off guard, it's very possible that you could be immediately going back on government assistance for some short period of time.
1: Yeah, but like you said, it's a short period of time. Right. You're not it's, trying to live there forever.
0: Yeah. It's assistance. <clears throat> it's not income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a salary.
1: Exactly. It's right. It's getting you through till you get back up and running.
0: Right. So that is what success is. Now- What does success look like? Because these are two different things. Success looks different to everybody, right? There are people, a lot, so people spend their discretionary money on success, but there's a bunch of different ways to do that. Some people may choose to spend their discretionary money further investing in their success. They may choose to invest that money in any avenue, Whatever way possible, right? Other people may choose to actually spend that discretionary money and try to show success, right? The the watches or the clothes or the Nikes or whatever the case may be. Ultimately, that's up to them, right? Yeah. It's if you got an extra hundred bucks laying around, nobody's gonna, you know, chap your ass if you decide to invest it or decide to go buy a fancy pair of shoes. You know, if you've worked for it and it truly is discretionary, then have at it. So, um. Um you know there there's a lot of like shaming that goes around like well, any day in the, day and age of the internet They're you you, you literally can't do anything right today yep. no. like nothing right no, you can't yeah, um and so um you gotta be you gotta be careful uh taking opinions uh or or listening from people that you wouldn't take advice from so um you you know, I, I've I've recently come under a little bit of fire. Uh, I haven't decided if I want to talk about this on the show or not. I've oh, recently let's bring it up and then not talk about it. No, no, no. This is different. Uh, I've I've recently come under a little bit of fire for uh, for this show, believe it or not. And Who ultimately, they? it just comes down to the fact that we aren't. All we're literally doing is is discussing our thoughts and our opinions and our advice on a public platform. We aren't doing anything different than we would be doing if it was you and me and a couple other people sitting around at dinner one evening. No. Like, it's literally no different. The only difference is we have the balls to record it and put it out there for the world to see. Yeah. Our conversations aren't much different than what's happening around productive dinner table conversations all around the nation, right? However, because we've done this, there are a couple of people who are like, they think very negatively of me now, and and they think that I'm yeah, I, I'm like
1: I'm in the dark here. I have yeah. no idea what he's fucking talking
0: about. Yeah, that's because I haven't decided to like. You could have told me before the show. Yeah. yeah, Well, well, I'll tell you afterwards. I'm fucking goddamn it! Bitch. I've been in bed but, for
2: five days, so everything's the lights bright.
0: <laughs> yeah. This show, the show. If, if you're wondering why the show came out late this week, it's because Austin. Uh, <laughs> Austin had the Rona, but wouldn't get tested, so he's. He's just going to say he was sick, hmm. but he was, he and his wife were short of breath, fevers, sweating, and achy, chills, night sweats. Chills, night sweats.
1: Hey, be, be proud. I had it twice. It you didn't did. take you down.
2: Yeah, it's just like you wake up every hour of the night, you get a towel, you dry off, you go back to bed, you wake up an hour <laughs> later. Yeah.
1: I don't dry off, it's, I just lay there. <laughs> I dude, I care. can, man. Like, Even <laughs> if you dry the bed like off, you to go sleep. to sleep. <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> so,
0: um, you know, any time you're going to do something big you're going to get haters for it simply because you're you're doing something you're doing something more than what they're doing yeah. and and um and it's and it's not it's not your, it doesn't put you in a position to like think of them any differently because you're doing more than they are it's just it, it like it it's a perfect explanation of why like it would suck to be a politician being a politician you have to take a stance on an issue well, the moment you take a stance on an issue, you're getting it from one. Forty percent of the people are now going to not like you. Yeah. Right. Instantly. Instantly. Yeah. Simply because you took a stance. Well, right.
1: I, I, I do see stuff like on Facebook, people post like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot. These guys don't know what they're doing." This and you know that and blah blah blah. You know, who cares? Yeah. Well, first off, first off, I don't care what you think. Yeah. Two, you don't have to listen to the show. Right, you know what I mean.
0: I, what's
1: it's not a pulpit.
0: What's um, always funny to me. Know? What's always funny to me is you'll hear somebody who's worth about a hundred thousand dollars call somebody who's worth ten million dollars an idiot. Yeah, and and not to say that that, <laughs> hey, it, that hey it it, it <laughs> matters on the level of money, <laughs> but it's like, dude, I don't think you know what an idiot is because you like yeah. Like yeah. I, it, you know what I mean?
1: Well, it, there's, and it goes both ways. I can right? see that from both sides because I know a guy who's worth like 25 million. and He is an idiot, but it's like, and I call him an idiot, like to his face all the time, but literally in the back this of my mind, this is my mind, shocked face. This is, yeah, <laughs> in the back, of, <laughs> in the back of my mind, the whole time I'm thinking he's an idiot, but man, he's worth like 25 mil well, and believe I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? believe it or not. There's uh there's actually some studies on this. There is a certain level of IQ that prevents you from being uber successful.
1: It, unless you can overcome it, yes.
0: Yeah. I've read some of those studies. Um, because
1: you're, you're smart enough to know you shouldn't be doing something. You're
0: smart enough to see the hazards. Yeah. And then you let your fear of those hazards. For the
1: record, that's me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, it,
1: like so I have a risk meter, right? People that are super successful, they don't have a risk meter because they're like just in okay. that you know what i mean?
0: I thought you were patting yourself on the back no, for having mm, a high IQ. No.
1: No, i'm super smart and <laughs> i think that's why i'm not super successful. I'm like right in the meaty edge of the curve. Right. You know, but to get to that literally i i know guys that i literally know they're idiots. Yeah. And i see them and they're worth 20 30 million dollars and i'm like how have you got there? Well, it's because they're too dumb to realize that if when they started or shit hit the fan, they could have literally fallen on the face. They just kept going and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Whether they didn't give a shit or were too stupid to know the difference, whatever. Yeah. They've still got there, and I'm still envious. I'm like, "Man, how the I've, fuck do I get there?" I've you listened
0: know? to I've listened to several interviews of guys that like they don't know the differences in the word there. They don't know Yeah. They don't know when w- to use I all the different say spellings.
1: That's IQ though. Well, no, They're what just uneducated.
0: Exactly right they they don't know how to spell they don't know how to write yeah but they're worth millions because yeah when i just said flip. when your intellectual quotient <laughs> is under a certain limit you don't recognize you don't have the ability to understand how scary it could be yeah and so yeah, yeah at the that risk moment meter is just
1: whoop yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> who cares
0: you know um and and so then they're just like fuck it let's just do it you know yeah. it's it's kind of like you know a bunch of country boys in bar fights yeah. you know like i didn't get on i didn't get into a lot of bar fights growing up because i'm always like
1: man that guy's going to fuck me
0: up i'm, I'm like <laughs> man if he hits me that's going to hurt i could hit him and hurt my hand and i use my hands to make money and like like i'm way overthinking it right <laughs> meanwhile you got dave over here that was like that uh, dude looked at me wrong and I'm fucking him up.
1: No, that's <laughs> not true. That never happened. None of those things that ever happened. That dude
0: shoulder checked me on the way to the bathroom. Yeah. We need to leave because we're going to the parking lot right now. <laughs> that did happen, by that, the way.
1: That did happen. That guy was a chicken shit. Yeah. He backed out. Him and his buddy were both chicken shits. Yeah. So, Actually, I think his one buddy was tough. But when Dustin Rose <laughs> walks over there and half his face is burned off, yeah. that guy was like, I don't want any of that guy. Yeah. Like, no one would that fight That guy's Dustin. tough. Dude, his ar- Dustin's arms were like this big, and he was in a, first off, he's a war veteran. I don't know how we're going to get on the side tangent, but <laughs> I'm going to tell the story anyway, because he's one of my best friends ever. Uh, he's an Afghan war vet, so he's a little crazy anyway. And then right before he actually went, he was at a bonfire and like like burnt half his face off.
0: He threw a can of gas into the fire yeah, and, and it exploded it and went all over him. So
1: like when you if he was mad and had a stone face on and then half his face is burned off and his arms are huge, dude, no one wanted to fight that guy. Yeah. I wouldn't I Dustin, if you're listening to this, yeah, I want no part of you. I tell him all the time like <laughs> he's I,
0: he's in Florida, you're good.
1: I want he was on still, the internet, but still I got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love me some Dustin. He's
0: fucking awesome. Yeah. You're going to get at least cuz you know his ass ain't flying. You're going to get at least, at least 17 time. hours notice before he comes no, I in. Won't. He'll just <laughs> knock on the door and be like, "Hey dude, well, That's
2: <laughs> worse? Like 17 hours of just waiting."
0: I love yeah. To yeah. To he is
1: fight. he is awesome, but yeah, I would <laughs> I told that guys like me and you are going outside and then he was uh, him hauling around I was like no we're going right now Yeah. and then his buddy's like eight foot tall I said what's going on here and I see Dustin out of the corner of my eye come over and that guy just kind of it's
0: time for backup
1: that guy just kind of walked away and I was like no me and you are going outside (laughs) no we're cool we're good we're cool Yeah. and then we got thrown out one of the girls ran over and was like this guy's trying to start a fight with these guys yeah
0: she was just trying to hook up with one of them and you he oh yeah, fucking cock whole, blocker. I fucked that whole day up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third what topic. What to talk about?
1: We, wait, are we done talking about that?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: I think so. Vinny, if mean, you guys have any, uh, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses too. You know, don't live outside of your means, right? Well, Take so, your success and try to be comfortable with it.
0: So, so that's like the lack of success, right? If you have the feeling to keep up with the Joneses, that's, that's a problem, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like, for I, I'm kind of weird, like, with my, I, I do not have any ability to keep up with it, or not any, like, drive to keep, I used to have a drive to keep up with the Joneses. I don't anymore. Um,
1: yeah, age will do that to you, too.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's age. But, like, like I've got this weird, like, this is silly, I've got this weird fear of, like, if we start to see some crazy levels of success, like, I don't want to buy another house. I love where I live. Like as much as I would enjoy living in the country, I fucking love my house. So you
1: know, you could just rebuild this house in the country. I'd, I'd
0: probably have to build like the same one. But like, I love our school district. I love our neighborhood. I love our neighbors. Like, there's nothing I would want to change. Yeah, but and so,
1: but in ten years from now, when that yeah. say that happens, the boys are gone.
0: Yeah, the boys are out of school. Neighbors might not be here. Totally mm-hmm. different, right? Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, living in the country, it's the best thing on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, no, I agree. So what?
0: like for me, my my thing isn't necessarily getting a country house or anything like that. Like for me, I want a lake house and we have a lake um, like five minutes from here, eight minutes from here.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a pea pond. I it's, wouldn't live in that. It's thing. a tiny lake. I lived on that lake when I was a kid. I wouldn't live there.
0: But here's the thing about it. Like Lake of the Ozarks is two and a half hours away. Yeah, right? that does suck. And so I don't want a lake house that I have to commit, you know, five hours a weekend just getting to and from. And then like, all the load up and drive out and hope you brought everything and all that bullshit. Like how awesome would it be to head to the lake house for the weekend? And it's a five minute drive. It's a 10 minute drive.
1: You know what? I tell you what, when you get there, I'll split one with you.
0: We'll do it. Like I've, I've got this dream of like, I want to buy a lake house and I'll Airbnb it there
1: all the time. Yeah.
0: No, I want to like Airbnb it for the weekends that I'm not using it or, or whatever else. And like recoup some of the funds, but like, How cool would it be to just drive to your lake house for the weekend, jump on the boat, have fun, and, oh, shit, you know, I forgot my charger. Well, let me run home and grab my phone charger real fast. Like, it's not like you're just strapped, you know? So that's my – Let's do it. That's my, like, humble dream. That'd be fun. So uh, we just got done replacing a 240-foot water line out at the lake right now.
1: work out there sucks.
0: It's not easy. It sucks every time. Yeah, not easy. So – um, all right, topic three, just fucking do it. So where this comes from, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, just do me. Get on with it. Um, where this comes from is uh it we've all heard the term paralysis by analysis, where we let our overanalyzation of things prevent us from just doing something. This is a little bit different. This is for all the guys that are listening to this show, guys, gals, whatever, that are wanting to start your own thing. And you've listened to all of our episodes, you're 80 episodes in, but yet you're, you're no closer to starting your company than you were when you started, right? You still have all of these questions. You still think you're going to, you need all these answers before you start your company. Um, you still think you need all of these answers before you hire somebody. You still think you have questions that need answered before you buy a vehicle. Uh, the fast way to learn all of that is to get into business before you're ready, because you will never, ever be ready, right? Like, business is literally about handling things as they come. And if you're going to be successful <laughs> in business, you have to learn how to handle things as they come.
1: Yeah, you do the steps that we talk about, episodes one through nine. Once those things are done, the questions are over. Yeah. You, you're. I shouldn't say the questions are over. You can start. You can get your feet wet. You're gonna have questions after, but don't dilly dally around with asking eighty of your friends every day, well, what do you think about this? Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Right. And like we were talking about before the show, I mean, that's just, you know, you're just looking for an excuse not to do it. Yeah. Or or for someone to talk you out of doing it.
0: Yeah. One of my one of my uh I don't want to say mentor, but somebody that I look up to online recently shared something. and in in what he shared, um, he had the words in there that said if you if you feel the need to ask th- more than three people for advice on something and all three of those people have given you answers and you're still wanting to ask more, you don't actually want a solution. You want attention or you like or you're looking for one of those people to tell you not to do it.
1: Yeah, or you like you like the idea of doing it. You like the attention that you're getting from saying you're going to do it. You, you may even deep down want to do it, Yep. but you really are just getting that dopamine rush from talking about, talking about doing it.
0: Yeah. So Danielle used to, my wife, um, she used to use this term all the time about, it feels like we're just playing business. As we were putting the business together, she's like, it just doesn't feel real. It feels like we're playing business. As we're opening bank accounts, it feels like we're playing business. As I'm, you know, pounding away on my keyboard and building our pricing manual and building my, you know, all of my sheets that I'm putting in, you know, Excel and all this stuff, she's like, it just feels like we're playing business. Right. Well, then, it doesn't
1: happen overnight, girl.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Well, then, um, you know, in the final two weeks before we opened our doors, uh, here shows up $12,000 in inventory. We ain't playing anymore.
1: Yeah. Right. Panic buttons hit. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you better get out and work, dude. <laughs> we we move
0: our capital into the business bank account, and we make that initial investment. We ain't playing anymore. Yeah, right? that
1: money's gone.
0: We, we signed some agreements on some, you know, minor stuff at that time. Like, uh, we had some business insurance. We had a CRM. Um, and I'm trying to think. Was we, it field we, pulls? Uh No. Wish it would have been field Pulse, don't yeah, you? Yeah. W- wish it would have. <laughs> wish it would have been. Um, uh, we did have a truck payment. I did finance our first van, so we had that. And like driving that van home, and the first, the first moment that van sits in your driveway, we ain't playing business anymore. No. Right. And you
1: look out and you look at it and you go, "If I don't go out in that, we're in trouble."
0: Right. We're fucked. Yeah. Right. Uh, when I'm when I'm taking my little box of shit away from the like my office stuff from my last job. You yeah. know? I, I walked away from that you job. you panicked? Right. Like,
1: when you took the stuff away, no. were you like, hmm?
0: No, I, I had done enough prep. So so for those that don't know, like it took me six months to start our business because I had some personal debt I was getting rid of before we started the business. Um, and so I knew that debt was going to have a timeline to get rid of it. Like, you can't get rid of it overnight. Yeah. And so I knew that timeline was six or seven months. And so um, that gave me time to do all of the other steps that we talk about in one through nine. And so, uh, I just put a a good structure to it and I I was going to have this done by this day and this done by this day and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and so it just felt like we were playing business until we get down to those last two weeks. And now it's like, shit, you know, and, and so even in the first three months of us starting, I was working like crazy. Danielle was answering the phones. You know, I'm, I'm running every call I can because I had some financial goals I wanted to hit in the company. And she still felt like we're playing business, right? Because we don't have an office. We don't have history. We don't have, uh, yeah. you know, lineage, right? We're this new company that popped up out of the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden people are calling us. And now my wife, who's never dispatched or been a CSR for a home service company, is answering the calls and talking to people and plugging them into the computer. And she
1: has no idea about plumbing. And yeah, yeah, she
0: she knows, which is awesome. Like, don't ever get a CSR or a dispatcher that knows anything about what you do. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, you know, she would even in those first few months, she's like, it still just feels like we're playing business. You know what got her over that hurdle? Was dealing with some fucked up shit that just happens when you're in business, right? Like, what makes a woman a mom? Giving birth doesn't make you a mom. Learning how to handle a crying baby makes you a mom. Learning how to care and nurture for your baby. I was
1: thinking whipping ass.
0: (laughs) Well, right. Learning how to correct. Right. First
1: time, the first time you got to hurt your kid's feelings and they're old enough to know that you're hurt. That is like one of the, Oh fuck moments. Right. Like I've, literally crush this kids dreams here because right. i know it's best for them.
0: So so in that same context, nothing could prepare you to become a mom until you just fucking do it. Yeah. And then you figure it out along the way. Yeah. Right? So same thing with business. Nothing can prepare you for all of the challenges you're going to have in business. You don't even know what they are.
1: Yeah, you can't prepare for that stuff. Right. Because you don't know what the troubles are going to
0: be. And so, what will determine your success or failure in business is how well you navigate those surprises when they come. Like a couple of fucking weeks ago, my guy calls me. He's like, hey, my tablet got stolen out of my truck. His tablet's the, the way that he gets all of his calls, it's the way that he runs all of his calls, it's how he fills out his invoice, it's how he charges customers. It's how it's it navigates to the calls. Do you want me to give it back like, to him? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'd be pissed if that was you.
1: Oh man. So <laughs> man, I wish I had it.
0: So like we pull an audible and we find ways to keep him in business while we try to handle the missing tablet. Right. So, uh, and then lo and behold, we have security footage of the tablet getting lifted out of his truck while he was at Walgreens. And my dude's in the back of the truck at the moment, it's getting stolen out of the front of the truck. Yeah. you So yeah, (laughs) we, we talked about it on a couple of episodes ago, but anyway, like nothing prepares you for that. Right. You just, that, that's going to happen and you just got to figure it out. And, right. and to think that somebody would like not start their business because they don't know how they're going to handle a certain thing. That's tough, right? Like I don't know how to handle what's going to happen tomorrow because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow.
1: You and know, so
0: I, I have no doubt that I'm going to get a phone call tomorrow. That's going to be a new problem that I have never encountered before. And I'm going to just have to figure that shit out.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the, Problem. This is just you know for guys that are starting out. It's it's weird for especially construction guys to think I'm gonna work out of my home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you go to the office. Yeah, you walk in and there's where the secretary is. There's where the parts are. There's where the trucks are. There's the you know the bays here. There's the sheet metal shop. Right. You know all that stuff, and it's almost like it's a mind fuck pardon my language no (laughs) because you just you're not you it's almost like in your mind you're trying to think of how am I going to run work out of my home yeah you know what I mean it just doesn't fit your mind's eye and I think especially like for Danielle it was probably that way well that's why she's like how are how are we going to run this this isn't a business this is a home yeah and you know it's and until you actually start doing it and two weeks go by and you realize oh yeah we can do that the office is just this now I can picture it as this. I picture the garage as, you know, part of the shop. And I picture the van as, yeah, you know, my work area. And it just, it's almost like it's just so out of the ordinary and out of the normal of what you're used to. It is hard to envision doing it. Yeah, I, I remember back when I started, I was like, I'm standing in my garage. I'm like, how am I going to fit this equipment in here? How am I going to, you know... I, I got to shelf this whole wall. I got to do this. How am I going to do it? But I know I didn't have, I didn't have the money to have a shop. Right. So I just had to figure it out. Right. But like the whole time I'm thinking, how is this going to work? And for the first three months, literally all I did was move stuff around. Yep. Like, and just had to make it work. But I wouldn't have known or got through all that unless I just did it. You know, you know what? There was no prep for that. It was just, well, I guess I'll just figure it out.
0: So, so Danielle's background, my wife's background is in insurance. And, um, and
1: waiting tables.
0: Eh, she's had a couple of table waiting jobs.
1: She was not good at any of those.
0: No, she was bang up good. She was real good.
1: As a, I remember getting the wrong beer like ten
0: times. That's because it's you. Yeah, <laughs> you, she you didn't was seriously
1: bringing me the wrong shit. was <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so on purpose. She probably was. Yeah. So, uh, damn it. Uh, she didn't ever feel like she always felt like she was just playing business until. We hired employees, and then when we hired employees, um, we made so we hired our first employee. Well, now we made myself an employee, and we made Danielle an employee. You have to have an, in Missouri; it's, it changes every state. In Missouri, you have to have three employees before you can get group ter, group health insurance. Yeah, well, because her background's in insurance, now she got to flex her skill sets and navigate all of that shit, and like she put together all of our group health insurance. And all the different packages and all the different offerings and everything else, right? And literally at that time, she was like, we ain't playing business anymore. (laughs) We're a fucking business. (laughs) We got people, they got benefits, right? So that's what it took for her to realize.
1: Yeah, because she was used to seeing businesses with insurance, with employees, with a staff and structure. And you had to get there for it to be real for her. right? But the second you get your LLC online and the second you get your EIN number and the second you open those accounts and the second you go on that first job it's real yeah it's happening
0: yeah and and there's nothing that can prepare you for that you just need to do it now there's nothing that can prepare you for that however i mean you can be w- there are things yeah. that you can do to prepare yourself wisely to walk away from your W2 earnings and that's essentially <laughs> what a lot of the uh, the the prep steps and, and what we talk about in episodes one through nine are yeah we is, haven't
1: talked about those for a long time we should probably dive back into those one of we, these days we probably
0: ought to redo them
1: if you're new and you're seriously thinking about yeah starting your own company go back and watch one through nine you don't have to watch ten through whatever the hell number we're on now yeah but one through nine and we break all that stuff down yeah those in are serious the serious detail
0: those are the core episodes they're very structured and it is basically a blueprint for how to start your company.
1: How to get it off the ground?
0: How to get it rolling? So it's everything that you need to do in your personal life to be ready to walk away from your W two earnings. It's it's everything that you need to factor while you're building your business budgets. It's everything that you need to factor for how you're going to do some basic everyday things that happen in business. Um, and it's and it's some it's a whole like episode seven is my favorite episode we've ever done. Um, it talks about something that you can do, which will virtually guarantee that you will get off the ground running with plenty of work to do. And so, um, uh, doing that kind of stuff, thinking about that kind of stuff is where you need to be. But th- to think that you're going to be like, Oh, I, I couldn't be a business for myself. Cause you know, what do I do if my credit card swiper doesn't work? Well, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Like that's a, that happens all the time. Credit card swipers are Shit, little machines that break all the time. So, yeah. we have to figure that out. Yeah. So,
1: you're typing it in by hand on your tablet. That's yeah. probably what's happening. This <laughs> is the Chick fil A uses those things are like military grade. Yeah, they are military Well, they probably
0: got four or five extras can in the background. Out. And when one quits yeah. working, they just grab another. Yeah. Which, and they card. just throw in the dumpster and grab yeah. another one. <laughs> so, um, you know, ultimately, the, you will never feel like you're prepared. What you need to be preparing for is the mentality that you're going to figure out whatever comes your way. You're just going to get over it and do it. And as soon as you do that, you're ready to go. Because that's literally every single day in business. Literally every single day is some form of little fire you put out. Now, the better you run your processes and the better you create structure within your company, the easier those fires are to manage. However, when it's just you by yourself, you don't need a lot of structure and you don't need a lot of process. No, the the structure and the process is for you to help other people understand the rules of the company. So, um, you know, and there, heck, there's a lot of people that don't start their businesses because you know I don't have I don't have all my processes written out. You don't need them. Like you're writing them as you do them in the field. Yeah. So run them for three months in the field, and then you're going to write a whole lot better of a process.
1: Well, you're going to know it. You right. don't have to think about the process. You know the process because you've been doing the process for three months. Yeah. And you realize the first month, it sucked. You changed it. Now you know what it is. Yep. Look at that so, conversation in the car about that guy that I've been, he's been he, kind of bidding and been working with, and that's a good example
2: probably to yeah, bring yeah,
0: it Yeah, you uh, you don't have, like the, so uh, in, in that case, his big problem is he has no structure and no process to what he's doing. He's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. And you can you can absolutely see it. So um, the the, the ability, like one of the, one of the as you as you start getting closer to a team, to where you have people that work for you or with you, um, there's a there's a very simple uh, idea that you need to wrap your head around, and that is do it, document it, delegate it. And so everything you are doing when it's just you by yourself, you need to be looking at it from the standpoint of how would I have somebody else do this, right? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the highest level I can. I'm going to do it in a way that is the best that it can be done. Then I'm going to document how I did it so that somebody else can do it to the same level. And then I'm going to delegate that task to somebody else. Do it, document it, delegate it. And that's literally how you grow a company. So I knew how to answer phones. I documented how to answer phones. Danielle now answers phones right? We got to the point where Danielle needed somebody else to answer phones so she could have some days to do bookkeeping and do all the insurance and all of the other you know stuff that she has to do. And uh, uh, so Danielle documented, like Danielle basically took what I did and she's a hell of a lot better at it than I did. Like I was just very basic. She knows our system better than me. And so she made a couple of processes and now she's able to delegate that to somebody else. That's how the company grows, Right. We've done that with a couple of plumbers, and now we have a team of plumbers. And uh, ironically, right now, um, I literally spend an hour a day working with somebody who is creating processes for us. And it's not their processes. It's our processes. They're literally writing them. They're taking screenshots of our systems and everything, and they're creating a process manual.
1: And selling it to another plumbing company in California. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but
0: they're creating the process manual, right? So that as we grow, I'm able to delegate my manager position to somebody else. Here's how you handle this. Here's how you handle this. Here's how you, you know, handle the schedule. Here's how you handle all that kind of stuff. So, um, but we're two and a half years into this and we're, I mean, compared to some companies, we're slow. So, um. Yeah. In that
1: area, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe. I mean, I, I, I know companies that are that are four years old and doing 40 million dollars right now yeah I also so, know
1: companies that are 15 year old years old and and doing, don't have a process for anything they just will go to the Ferguson and get your stuff and get it done and we'll send them a bill
0: right you know and and so by definition of how we define success earlier, I would say those companies aren't successful. And it's not because they haven't hit a certain metric. It's because they aren't focusing on getting better each day. They're not focusing that's the on definition growth. of, yeah.
1: They're trying to get by every day. We're well, just going to survive every day and we'll make our paychecks and that's it. They have no long-term goals. They have, you know, no long-term processes of, you know, this is how we're going to get here. Right. They're stagnant.
0: Right. And, and growth doesn't necessarily have to mean like growth in the, the size of your company right? Growth can be in the size of your profit. And then you, you choose not to grow a company instead of dumping that money back into the company and grow the company. You choose to, to, mm-hmm. to use your self-employment to generate funds to maybe start investing in real estate or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you
1: pay taxes on it and put it in your checking account. And then when you ha- need it, it's there.
0: Yeah, that could, that could know, happen, too. Some
1: people like to stack away cash. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah,
0: if you yeah. want to stack cash, you can do that, too. So yeah. we're not necessarily saying <laughs> your company has to be growing for you to be <laughs> successful. You, as an individual, have to be growing. And, yeah. and that is the measure of success. So um, uh, ultimately, just fucking do it. Like I, I'm not chitting if you. If you've listened to every episode of our show, we're 80-plus episodes in. And you are no closer to starting your company today than you were when you started, stop listening to the show. Or get off your ass and just do it. Like Don't don't stop listening to the
1: show. Just get it done.
0: Do well, both. Do, do, do both. both, yeah. <laughs> do both. Like like we've we've literally given you every piece of information you would ever need to to go from employee to self-employed. And if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to do it because you want the attention rather than the the actual like progress, you you don't want to start your own company. You want to you want to be in the position of a, a guy who's aspiring to start your own company. So, like, just fucking do it, and then you're gonna realize that like I don't know why I waited.
1: Yeah. If be- you
0: if you've gone through the nine
1: steps that we break down, you're ready. Yeah. If you've done all of those things, you're ready.
0: Yeah. What makes a company an actual company is action ideas don't do shit ideas yeah. don't pay the bills ideas don't do anything the idea that you're going to start your company one day doesn't do shit
1: i can start an LLC. Action. i can get an ein but if i don't go out and do the work it's just a number on yeah a piece of paper that doesn't mean anything
0: and that's shit right yeah right
1: it's literally it's literally nothing
0: an llc doesn't pay the bills action within the llc pays the bills that's right so uh push for action uh that's it, Mitch. I think that's it. Wrap it up, dog. Uh, that's G-mo. the wrap up, right? So uh, if you guys have any questions, <laughs> uh, email your questions to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com and we will answer them. And we, if your questions are good enough, we might make a show about them. Um, and other than that, just fucking do it. Start your company. So we will see you guys next week. Love you guys.